So welcome back. Uh, this is Lancaster School District's podcast, School Buzz, our second episode. Uh, we have people talking today about our summer of exploration and things that you can do with your kids during the summer months if you can't come to summer school. Our podcast is individuals that come from all over the district or even sometimes without outside the district, and the ideas expressed are their own, so they're not the official district-sanctioned um, message, but we just want to have this platform for an exchange of information. So we are hosting um, Summer of Exploration for the second time this year. It starts July 1st and goes to the 26th of July, um, and for special education students, it goes one more day than that. There will be enrollment paperwork sent home on April 19th for parents, so you should be looking for that. And if you want your kids to attend, we need your enrollment request back by May 10th. So that's the important stuff. Um, but I have the three members of our school district here. I have Tara Goines, uh, George Lopez, and Harmony Bell, and they're going to give a short bio about themselves. I'm Tara Goines, and I'm a district instructional coach, and I help support math and NGSS at the district level. I'm George Lopez. I'm currently the seventh grade teacher at Crossroads Leadership Academy. I'm Harmony Bell, and I am a fifth grade teacher at El Dorado Elementary School. And each of you have worked summer school before for us, right? Yes. So what was your role, Tara? Uh, the past two years, I've been a summer school admin at El Dorado Elementary. Uh, this past year, I was uh, the summer school admin at Paiute Middle School. And the past summer, I was a teacher over at El Dorado Elementary School. Yeah, and we've had some great um, summer school programs. We keep expanding it for Lancaster School District. We have a partnership with um, Learn for Life, which allows us to hire more teachers and have more kids uh, um, it, be involved in the program. Last year, kids had a blast. So we want the same thing this year. So um, what did you, what's your plan for summer school or summer of expo, I can't speak. What is your plan for summer exploration this coming summer? And what do you think will be exciting about this year's plan? Because I know you've been kind of working together as a committee and coming up with courses. So for this summer, I think keeping a lot of the same good fun that we had in past years. Um, we always had uh, Popsicle Wednesdays. We had Water Days on Fridays. We always have Parent Showcase. Um, just tons of relationship building and uh, fun learning in the classroom where kids get to uh, learn the next year's skills ahead of time so they feel more encouraged and confident um, starting the school year off. So I'm going to ask you to expand on that, Tara. Are they like doing worksheets and, um, you know, like filling in the blank kind of activities or what kind of activities are kids doing in summer school? Um, so just coming in and visiting in the classroom, you would see a project-based classroom where kids are researching they're uh, dissecting information, they're building, they're creating, they're narrating all of their learning. It, it's a lot of um, project-based and a lot of um, hands-on activities. So it's not um, filling the bubble type thing. Um, so a lot of the kids had a tons of fun, especially um, in the science classes, um, in the... The arts classes, they had a Shakespeare class where the kids got to go ahead and build a lot of the stuff. Um, it, it was really, really exciting to see them learning and having fun at the same time. And one thing I was seeing also is that um, 
like they're saying, there's a lot of hands-on activities that are going on. So we saw a lot of painting. We saw a lot of acting. For like the younger kids, we even saw a lot of planting, you know, was um, learning about the garden and learning about the color wheel. And I feel like it completely matches what the title is, which is Summer of Exploration, because you are exploring things in a deeper manner, you know, not just on a surface level with a, with a worksheet, you know, so they're able to go a little bit deeper this time. So I think that's really exciting for kids to do. And one of the things we encourage um, teachers to do is come up with an idea that they were excited mm -hmm. about. That a lot of times during the school year, you're so busy on academics and making sure kids can read and do math, mm -hmm. you don't have time for those project-based units. And this gives teachers a little bit of the, let their passion out, do something that they like, and then maybe incite that passion with, with the kids. And I actually think that's a good point that you're making too. And I think that um, I know for our class, that's why I picked traveling. Because I know that every time we visit, you know, or every time we read a story, I like to show them where the place is located on the map, you know, because I think it's, well, I had a friend that told me it was very important for our kids specifically to see what life is like outside of Lancaster so they could see the broader range of like where they can go. You know, and I remember one time we did have a little bit of time to study Ireland and we did a web quest and I had one boy come and tell me, oh, Mrs. Bell, I used to want to go to Mexico, but now I want to go to Ireland, you know? So it's like we're really expanding their horizons now because traveling is a passion of mine. I can really go deeper into it, um, like you said, because we don't always have time during the school year. So it's a great opportunity for teachers also. And one of the things when I visited your classroom, which was so neat, was you had that green screen and took pictures that so looked like they were in Ireland, yeah. or they were in Iceland, mm -hmm. and um, you did the VR goggles, so they got to go to different places, which are things that a lot of times we don't have time to mm -hmm. do in the classroom mm -hmm. during the school year because we're busy. Yes. Um, but giving kids those experiences, especially mm -hmm. our kids, because sometimes their families don't have money to travel and mm -hmm. or their you know parents are working, so they can't go places, mm -hmm. and just giving them those experiences that you know, maybe we wouldn't have. I agree. I want to share with that too. Um, Harmony was at, we were at the same site and uh, the support of the district with just the support staff provided. Yes. So our tech, um, the uh, the noon duties, uh, the nurse, everyone was mm -hmm. able to come together and really make a fun and engaging uh, environment. So they were there supporting those water days, but our tech took that green screen a step further and every kid at summer school got to travel somewhere so they got to pick a location and take a picture home like they traveled so that was really neat and that's thanks to her idea oh thank you but i, I thank you too for expanding on that because my daughter who was in the fourth grade class she now has a picture of her in front of the eiffel tower and she has it up on her board you know so it's like they're creating like future dreams and goals like hey maybe i can travel there one day so and it opens up a good discussion too like as far as um uh, studying abroad you know when they go into college you know and we have opportunities to talk about these chances so it's good for the kids to know like all the possibilities that they could have right. and I know at George at your school they had um, a teacher that was teaching about um, Japanese culture and they were mm. looking about at anime and learning That's Japanese cool. and um, just all different kinds of experiences mm -hmm. they didn't have they don't do during the school day um, right and, and um, the great part of that was the teacher came from Japan. Right. Mm. He actually taught in Japan. He lived in Japan, speaks Japanese, and he brought that to the kids. And it was so exciting to see them get hands-on with a different culture that they, during a normal school day, they're not going to get. Right. Right. Um, so I know that we think the, the program is beneficial to kids, mm -hmm. but what were some of the, the feedback that kids gave you? How, what, how did they feel about the program? 
So uh, the kids at our site were constantly excited the next morning, ready to go. Um, we had kids adding continuously throughout mm -hmm. the whole four weeks. So um, word spread and it, obviously their energy was contagious because they just kept coming back for more. Um, not just that, but they were able to leave feeling confident in some of the skills they were learning. We had kids learning a complete sentence, a subject, a predicate, things that they are life skills and educational skills they're going to need to carry on throughout their educational career. And, and at Paiute, um, the interesting thing was um, the kids asked, how come school is not like this every day? So they, they were excited um, you know, with hands-on and learning new things, but... Um, and, and they were learning. So it wasn't just busy work, let me keep my child busy. They were actually learning um, things that they can use in practical life. Yeah, and I've heard, I have uh, two kids in my class now who were in my class at summer school. And so anytime we do something similar, so I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. Remember, we did that in summer school. You know, and they always like to bring those up. And um, I even hear kids now saying, oh, are you going to go to summer school this, this year? Oh, I'm going to go. Are you going to go? So there's a lot of buzz right now about summer school because I think, like you said, they're learning. It's not just this worksheet and pencil thing. It's like, you know, we're not sitting there listening to Charlie Brown's teacher or something. Right, right. We're actually involved and we're doing things like the water days and the learning about different culture. You know, kids are interested in what's out there. So, again, I just feel like it all ties back to exploring, you know, Everything is out there. Right. One of the classes I went to, um, they were learning how to fly drones. And so we went yes. over, um, the director, Jane Dana, and mm -hmm. I went over, and we tried to fly the drones. We're not as good as the kids at all. We kept crashing into stuff. And by the end of it, they had designed these obstacle courses for mm -hmm. their drones because they got so good at flying the drones. That's and they were amazing. going through the hallway, and mm -hmm. it was just... It was just so much mm -hmm. fun to see them so excited about coming. And you know, personally, what I like about that, too, is, again, adding the drone class and having the Japanese culture, because I feel like I'm always, as a parent, I'm always looking for things for my kids to do in the summertime, and I usually get upset that, like, CSUN has this program, you know, for six weeks, and it's like, how, how would we make it down there, you know, or, oh, it's over in L.A. Like, I feel like a lot of times our valley kind of suffers from not having enough for kids to do, and now we have an absolutely free program where kids can come and stay involved and really make a dynamic, uh, have, have a dynamic summer. So I'm really thankful that the district is able to partner and offer this because it's expensive. Like some of these summer camps, even just to go yeah. and hang out all day is $171 per week per kid. And I just think it's an amazing program that we're offering. Just to go off of that, we're fortunate enough to, the kids get fed. Right? Yes. They come every day, yes. they have breakfast, mm -hmm. and we have the, the free lunch program to our community. Yes. So. And they step a little bit out of their own environment. So mm -hmm. it's sometimes not even their own campus. Right. So like middle school, um, this coming year, I believe it's at Armagosa. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not um, their home school for a lot of these students. So for them to visit a different school, mm -hmm. it's exciting. And they get to meet new friends. I, I found it very interesting that there was not a lot of fighting with kids that didn't know one another. You're right. They just got into groups mm -hmm. and did their work and, and had fun and made friends and stayed in contact after summer. Mm -hmm. Well, and I know that was one thing that parents told me that they were, especially the middle school, they're like, oh, my daughter's a little bit afraid to come here because she doesn't know anybody. So come on in, try it. And by the end, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm coming back tomorrow. So, <laughs> and, and there were some parents at the end when we did the showcase who had said, you know, I signed up this child mm -hmm. to come because they were a little bit behind in school. I wish I had known it was a fun program. I would have made my other kids come too. So just get, un, getting parents to understand it's not just about building skills. Yes. Um, we want to prevent that summer slide where kids can fall back 
three months during summer because if all they're doing is playing video games mm-hmm. and you know, watching TV, that's not good for them. But if they're coming half day, yeah. doing something a lot of fun, and then you still have time to go do other things with your friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would try to tell my students, too. It's only four hours of your it life. Goes so yeah. Yes, right? <laughs> it goes so quickly, you know, and then guess what? You have the rest of the day and the weekend to do all the video games you want. So just come anyway. Mm-hmm. It'll be okay. <laughs> now, what would your advice be for parents? Let's say they're traveling or they, they can't get their kids to summer school or they decide not to. What was, would be your advice to keep up the skills and have their kids still learning during the summer? Uh, so definitely I would encourage families. Classlink is always available to your student and there are resources on there that they can constantly go to to help support and easy access. It doesn't change. They can always get on. Right. Um, reading. Tons and tons yes. of reading. Unfortunately, uh, we need reading for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that the kids get behind on is reading. So I would encourage um, at least 30 minutes of reading per day. I know it's not a lot. And I'm so glad you brought that up because we have a program called Overdrive that we're going to be opening up to the entire district during the summer, which is where they can check out books from our school library, mm. read them at home. They don't have to come in, check mm-hmm. out with a librarian. They can check it out at you know midnight if they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got all different kinds of things that kids can continue to read. And we'll have a summer reading program this year that they don't have to come here. They can just do it on at home on their computers or the, even on their cell phone and still have access to lots of school materials. So I think that's, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, <laughs> and that's actually great because I think that's similar to what the um, Lancaster Library has. It, it's exactly the same oh, platform. Yeah, so it has the same platform. And so whether they have our overdrive or they're using the Lancaster Library's overdrive, um, either way, there's some way that kids can stay reading. You know, they even have Epic now, and I think you can still access that at home if you have the teacher code. Um, so there's so many ways just to keep reading, but I agree with what they're saying. It's just just 30 minutes. You know, again, I feel like sometimes students are like, oh, we got to do this on our break, but it's not like it's six hours of your time. Right. It's just 30 minutes at the most, maybe 45 at the most, and even if you just do it every other day, I think it's just as long as you are training your brain and you're still reading, you're still gaining information, you're just not allowing your brain to stop thinking. Exactly. Yeah, that summer mush mm-hmm. that happens and mm-hmm. you... To go with the summer reading too, um, Lancaster Library has offered their mobile library to mm-hmm. come and visit some of the school sites this summer That's and get great. kids library cards and checkbooks out. So hopefully we could get that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming and, and talking about it. Um, remember that we're going to have our summer of exploration July 1st through the 26th through um, for general ed children and for special ed children it will be July 1st through the 29th. Um, we do want to give a community shout out to Jethawks. They gave us some tickets for our student raffle and this is going to be used for our, our code event, our middle school code event on April 13th. But we appreciate the community support because that's another prize we can give to kids that are coming and doing the right thing and having a lot of fun learning computer science. So thank you so much for yes, thank um, you. Thank you. Um, coming today. You can find our podcast on SoundCloud, and you can also find it at the district website, and eventually it will be on iTunes once they approve us. Our theme for our next episode is A Tale of Two Schools. It's about um, Linda Verde Center and Fulton and Allsbury. so we'll have some teachers from there talking about the programs that they're devising. So we're anxious to hear about the tale of two cities on our next podcast. In closing, we'd like you to listen to our song performed by Sierra students. 
under the direction of Kelly Stock and their performing Simple Gifts. <laughs> 